Hello. Well, that solo episode of the James McMahon Music Podcast seemed to go down quite well. I thought it was all right. I listened back to it. There's a few things I would have changed. I made some dumb mistakes. I was talking about Blur playing at Wembley Arena. It wasn't Wembley Arena. It was Wembley Stadium. I would have liked it to be Wembley Arena because they have pick and mix and Wembley Stadium don't, but I suppose it would be unfair to get them to cram into Wembley Arena when they could, well, not build two nights at Wembley Stadium, but certainly a day and three quarters. But other than that, I think it was pretty good. People have been saying it's pretty good. Actually, people have been saying it's really good, but I'm downplaying things by saying pretty good because I'm from Yorkshire and I'm quite a humble man. I don't like to present myself as super arrogant, despite what an unnamed member of a massive selling indie rock band from Scotland once said on Twitter. I don't hold a grudge. I don't hold a grudge. I really don't hold a grudge. I do hold a grudge. I will hold a grudge until the day I die. I'm coming for you. I'm not really. I'm not coming for you. I've got much better, much more important things to do than obsess about an unnamed guitarist in a massive selling indie rock band from Scotland who will remain unnamed. But I am coming for you. Watch yourself. But I thought I'd have another go because there's a bunch of things that have happened already today, today being July the 20th of the year 2023, that I wanted to talk about. So here, have another episode of McMahon's Musings. Which is a terrible name, by the way. I'm fully aware of that. McMahon's Musings, that sounds awful. I can't think of anything better. Can you think of anything better? Please think of something better, because I will... If you can, I will change the name of what I'm trying to do here, and it won't be McMahon's Musings, because frankly, that's fucking awful. So I guess the most interesting thing that's happened today is that NME, my former paymasters have announced that they are returning to print with a bi-monthly publication, a physical publication, an actual thing that you can hold in your hands and you can read. It won't be like the old days when you would hold it in your hands and you would get dirty hands, and then when you touch white walls, you would leave fingerprints, and your mum would be cross with you, and she would say to you, don't buy that stupid paper. I want you to get a proper job when you grow up. I want you to go work in a bank, get a career. Don't go to London and sit outside King's Reach Tower and stare at the pasty-faced journalists that were coming out of the tower thinking one day that will be me. Don't do that. Like You can spare yourself loads of pain and suffering and listening to awful indie bands if you rethink your life and do something that will make the future much easier for you. I think I had something that might be a bit like a flashback then. But enemies back in print, which is obviously an amazing thing because obviously the world misses having music magazines. Yeah, I know there's Mojo, but you know, I'm 43. I'm at least 10 years too young to be reading Mojo regularly. It kind of makes me think, I wonder what the business strategy is. Magazines don't make the money that they need to keep the lights on by their cover charge alone. There's got to be someone there who thinks, well, we can get some good advertising with this. If you look at what Rolling Stone had done in the UK, which hasn't been a runaway success, but it's in operation and that's a great thing. If you flick through that magazine, you'll see that it's a impressive calibre of advertisement that they're attracting. And there's obviously someone at NME or Band Lab who are their owners that has thought, 
the people with the money that we would like to have will advertise in this magazine. It's a good thing. You'll never hear me criticise an enemy. I did it for about a month when I left enemy in 2011. I regret it. It was really tasteless and not very classy of me and I was fueled by the pain of things not working out for me in the latter end of my enemy run. Enemy will always be three letters that changed my life, mostly for the better. Mum, I'm really sorry that I didn't go get a job in banking, although I am sorry for leaving inky print on your lovely white walls. I'm excited to see where this will go, although I did see a video of a child running its fingers across a magazine on the internet the other day, as if the magazine was an iPad or some kind of other device. I think magazines are amazing. But again, I am 43. I wonder whether magazines have been in decline for so long now that our magazine buying habits or those of a younger generation haven't been established. But I am forever in Team Enemy's corner. And I am available for writing opportunities. My rates are reasonable. You know where I am, call me. Although I am 43, and if I'm being honest with you, I don't think people who are 43 should be writing for the enemy. It's a place for hip young gunslingers, as they say. Have you heard that new Code Orange song? I don't quite know how I feel about it yet. I feel like that band have been corrupted by their relationship with WWE because where previously I found their hardcore atonal and even closer to art rock than perhaps what you would think when you hear the term hardcore. For a moment there I thought they might be the new Sonic Youth if you forgive the clumsy comparison. I thought they might be heading in a direction that was perhaps closer to the more cerebral end of grunge than hardcore but I feel like recently their songs have started to sound a little bit like themes that have been written for mid-card WWE wrestlers. And that's the first thing I thought when I heard Take Shape, the third taste of their coming fifth album, The Above. I'm a bit of a Billy Corgan apologist, he features on the song. I didn't have much time for the Smashing Pumpkins when I was growing up. I thought they were a bit muso, perhaps, for my tastes. As my friends that were into rock music started to get more into the Smashing Pumpkins and more into music that had more technicality and musicality, in fact, I started to go the other way and start listening to bands like Beat Happening and Jad Fair and things that were more about spirit than aptitude. But in recent years, I've started to realise that Billy Corgan's written some really good songs and I have found myself enjoying the output of Smashing Pumpkins a whole lot more. But he is a very silly man. And obviously, with him being involved with wrestling, he's the owner of the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance, the corpse of a once great wrestling promotion, which, in fairness, I think what he's done with it is very interesting indeed. It's just that no one watches it and it's very hard to access. It's interesting that he's involved, given the wrestling tinge stomp of Code Orange's new song. He's very silly. <laughs> That's me doing Billy Corgan. <laughs> it's more that, actually, it's more that. <laughs> like a ghost in pain. Anyway, I've liked so much by Code Orange in the past that I am obviously eagerly anticipating that new album, but what a strange song. It's funny. I don't think that they perhaps wanted it to be funny, or maybe they did, but I like music when it's funny. It's such a miserable world that I have no problem with anything being funny. My only problem is when art, or music in this case, is boring. There's no excuse for anything being boring. Something can be crap, but being boring, that's unacceptable. And Take Shape isn't in any way at all boring. 
And I'm sure you've noticed that Twitter is currently awash with all sorts of allegations about all sorts of high-profile men. This will continue forever until there are no men in the world and they are all in prison. No, not prison, at the bottom of a massive well. We need to put all of the men at the bottom of a massive well. All of them. Good men, bad men, somewhere in between. Put all the men in a massive well. And then we can seal it up and we can get on with our lives. Just a well of men squirming around. And obviously, since Billy Corgan is a man, allegedly, I'm sure he will be in there too. <sighs> As everyone's squirming around. <sighs> but yeah, there's one man. He is synonymous with the scuzzier end of tabloid journalism. And yesterday, Lily Allen, who we saw of a friend, kind of. I used to live with her mother-in-law. I'll tell you more about that another time. Wrote a very thoughtful and considered and yet rage-filled tweet about the problems that she had because of the relentless pursuit of the tabloid press. We're talking about the noughties and that intersection between indie and the mainstream, which saw people like the Arctic Monkeys and Claxons and Lily in the pages of the tabloid press as much as they were in the enemy. That hasn't really happened since, and in lots of ways I'm pleased because it was quite a grubby state of affairs. I interviewed Lily around that time, I interviewed her a few times, but I did a cover story for the NME and I went to her house and as I was walking towards her house, I wasn't sure exactly where she lived, but I was thinking all oh, those people stood outside her house, they must be her friends or they must be her crew, they must be part of the Lily Allen camp. And when I got there I realised that there was someone up a tree with a camera and I realised they weren't her friends, they were the tabloids, they were the paparazzi. And me being in my mid-twenties and from Doncaster and having never experienced anything like that, I thought it was quite exciting until Lily came out of the house and the guy jumped out of a tree and the camera started popping off and I thought, fuck this, this is no way to live. It was just before Christmas, I think, and one of them said to Lily, what are you having for Christmas? And she said, your mum, which me as a journalist thought, well, that's going in the piece, but also fair play to you. But I remember being really upset about it afterwards and just thinking, this is disgusting, this is no way to live. And whilst I feel like the power of the tabloids have waned in the years that have passed, I think we are due a reckoning. 